Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and we've got comedy writer, folk singer Tracy Newman. We've got Patrick Ferris of the Americans, and coming right up, we have Australia's Queen of the Blues. Today, we are going to rock, so stay tuned. This is going to be a fabulous show. We're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here on Music Friday Live. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So call in 347-215-7411 or email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, we have a surprise guest on the line. It's the Queen of the Blues from Down Under, Annie Piper. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much. Real pleasure to be here. Well, well, Annie, I understand that you have a dilemma. Something about more guitars than friends? (laughs) Sure. That's right. That's the title of my brand new album. Uh, Is it true? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think so. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, your house would look like a wall in the caves, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Sure thing. Which you probably wouldn't mind having. Well, uh, tell tell us about the new album. I know this is the fourth. Uh, this is your fourth album, right? Uh, this is my fifth studio album, actually. So, yeah, it's the very first one on my own label, Sugar Daddy Records, and uh, really excited. It was just released uh, Wednesday the seventeenth, so it hasn't been out long. It's already climbing the charts, number. 29 on the U.S. Uh, Roots Music Report charts right now. It features seven original tracks and three covers, and I'm just really excited to have another release with uh, featuring a lot of my original songs. Well, con- well, first of all, congratulations, and secondly, let's make it climb a little more. Where can people get it? Sure, you can go to my website, which is a n n i p i p e r dot com, and order yourself a uh, a copy of the real thing or digital downloads. You can also go to your favorite providers like uh, iTunes, Amazon. So yeah, it's available wherever good records are sold online. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're on tour right now, aren't you? Uh, I am currently doing some shows in my home state of Florida. So summertime is when I tend to uh, get out there and travel around the United States. I'm really not a big fan of the snow, and I hear there's still a fair bit of that on the ground. So (laughs) coming originally from Australia, uh, we don't see a lot of that, and I don't tend to cope with it very well. So I'm enjoying the sun in Florida, uh, doing some local shows, and I'll be getting out on the roads yeah in the summertime well when you do get out on the road if you make it out to the west coast please let us know we will have you on for a full interview and and uh, let people know where they can see you live because i have heard on the grapevine that your live shows are really something to see they are a must see so please let us know about that okay absolutely yes the live shows are uh, very energetic to say the least (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know. Well, uh, we're just about out of time. So once more, the album is More Guitars Than Friends. It's available on all the usual online places where great music is sold, and it's on your website. And it's um, already climbing the charts, and I recommend that everybody out there, whether you're a blues fan or not, get a copy because it's one of those things you you just will listen to all day long. And thank you so much for taking a, a, a break and calling us from Florida. 
My pleasure. We're going to take a break right now, and uh, when we come back, Tracy Newman's going to join us. Don't go away. This is Music Friday Live. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. And we're back at Music Friday Live. And if you just tuned in, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live. And I, I want to take a break now and welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and all the radio stations that are part of that network. Hi, uh, everybody out there. If you have questions or comments for our guests, you can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com, and we will read them on the air. If you're listening to us on a podcast, and I know a lot of you do, you can still email questions for our guests and we will forward them and send you their answers. Before we meet our next guest, I wanted to remind everybody, all, all the musicians and the fans out there, that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, the global music platform that connects artists with fans and brands and industry pros. World Arts, uh, World Arts offers bands live performances, video shoots, recording sessions, master songwriting classes, all sorts of stuff. I've been over there. It's a fabulous place, and they're great people. Fans can get new music. They can see intimate shows. They can meet their favorite artists. So if you're a band, a fan, or a member of the industry, you should be part of World Arts. You can sign up www.worldarts.com. It's free. We're there, and you should be too. Well, how often do you get to interview a writer for major comedy shows who's been a folk singer since she was a teenager, has three albums out, one of which contains a coloring book? Not very often, but today we can because Tracy Newman is with us. Tracy is a mem- was a member of the famed comedy troupe, oh, The yeah. uh, Groundlings. She was a writer on Cheers and on Ellen, for which she won an Emmy and a Peabody. She dropped out of college to play folk music on the streets of Tucson and succeeded, much to the surprise of her parents, to put it mildly. I was delighted to have a front row seat last night at her concert at the E-Spot in Los Angeles, and I'm equally delighted that you will have a front seat with her today on Music Friday Live because here she is. Tracy, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much. That's, uh, that's quite an introduction. I, I'm, I'm interested in myself now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point, you know. You got yeah. it. <laughs> it was great to see your faces, you and your wife and your friends in the front row there. You were you were just it was wonderful, wonderful. Well, you we really were, were having a good time, I could tell. <laughs> We were having a good time because you were having a good time. Your whole band was having a good time. Yeah, we were definitely having fun. Um, Well, you know, I I guess it's to be expected that as a comedy writer and a musician, you make people laugh while they sing along, which is, you know, exactly what you did. Have you always written music that makes people smile and laugh? Hmm, That's a really good question. No, I think I didn't write any funny songs until after I had written for television. You know, writing for television is like, uh, you know, you're, especially comedy, you're you're writing, I was writing half-hour comedy shows, which means you're telling a story in approximately 22 minutes because the rest of it's commercials. So, uh, you know, learning to tell a story in a short amount of time um, helped me with my songwriting, you know, to be able to tell a story in four minutes, three minutes. I guess so. I and, uh, you know, to lean in the direction of comedy, um, I guess I've always, as a performer, always leaned in that direction, but wasn't always able to write those songs when I was younger. Well, we are certainly glad that you did learn how, and I, I want to give our audience a little, uh, a little sample of those songs. I'm embarrassed to say this relationship works because we never talk. Except for make me some eggs 
you're gonna wear socks To be honest and true What I like about you Is that you're always high You don't care if we never Get out of the house And neither do I This must Well, I've got to say, Tracy, that uh, that song is kind of a sitcom in itself, right? Um, did you did know? Did you notice that, that I introduced it as a as a happy love song? Well, yes, I remember. Hey, it's a happy love song. So I was like, did you know those people? Did I know those people? Are you kidding? You are kidding, aren't you? No, that you know, I I'm one of those people that really, really does write from their own life. So well, I didn't me. want to ask that directly. Right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I occasionally can write uh, somebody else's story, but but that you know, when you have a story going like that one, it's it's like a, you know, it's made for writing. Okay, all right. Well, like <laughs> you know, I don't like to ask things like that quite directly. Give you the opportunity. Oh, I don't mind. Um, there's a line in there, however, that um, got made everybody laugh, but I'm still thinking about it. The line goes, "I think talking through is overrated." Talking, um, yeah, talking. Uh, I think that talking. I can't remember how, exactly how it goes, but yeah, it's, uh, I, yeah talking it, it, to your it, problems it, essentially is overrated. Is well, you know, uh, it's sort of uh, tongue in cheek. This song. I mean, sure. If, when you actually live through something like that, where your relationship uh, takes the direction of martinis and weed, and you know, and looking forward to that, after a while, you you don't even know what it is you're looking forward to. I, it, you know, I think actually you start to look forward to the uh, the mind-altering substances, and so you have to break up. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it was a doomed relationship, but it sure was fun while it was happening. All right. Well, um, you got uh, you got started singing and playing when you were a teenager, and, and you joined uh, the new Christy Mentrals very briefly. Um, how briefly, and what was that all about? You know, I was in there for, I took somebody's place, uh, there was, you know, the original group was ten, is like eight men and two women. So one of the women dropped out. This was in the early '60s, and uh, I was very young, and I, you know, I was this young girl. I was uh, like 18 or something, and played the guitar. And they had seen me, so they brought me in. But I don't think in their minds that I was a permanent member because uh, they needed somebody who was a soprano, which I'm not, and who could read music. And which I couldn't. So, uh, but I did the Vic Damone shows. Remember Vic Damone? Oh sure. I don't know sure. if you even know. Oh, yeah. So Vic Damone had a variety show, and so did Andy Williams back then. And then they were hired. Uh, so I did the Vic Damone shows with them. But then they were hired from by the Andy Williams show to be to back him up. And so they needed to all read. So they dropped a bunch of us. It wasn't just me. I mean, they dropped. And that oh, was yeah. devastating to me because I was oh. there maybe for two months. I was in the group, oh. and I loved it. Oh, too bad. But well, I didn't, not, I didn't not love it bad. enough to learn to read music. Yeah, not, not too bad. Okay. <laughs> um, now, uh, you've said it, it took you like a while to get back to your dream of folk singing. But, you know, in the interim, uh, you've been a writer for major television shows like Ellen and According to Jim. You've worked with Lauren Michaels and Jim Belushi and Ellen. Um, you've executive produced. You've run a production company with your daughter. You've watched your sister go on Saturday Night Live. During all that time, were you really just dreaming about going back and performing folk music? No, no, I, I was, uh, I, first of all, I, I, when I joined the Groundlings, I kind of put, put it all aside. The Groundlings is an improv company here in Los Angeles that's like a farm company for SNL, uh, or at least that's what it became. And so that took up all of my time for a number of years, and I, I, I really learned how to write, uh, I'd say I learned how to rewrite at the Groundlings, and when you uh, start Working for te- in television, writing comedy, rewriting is really more to the point. Um, to kind of get your ego out of it and have somebody give you notes and to be able to comply with those notes and give them what they want. 
so um and I had a writing partner and we started on Cheers that was our first job and it was I mean it was somebody I never would have imagined that that would happen for us you know I I or for me I I just was flabbergasted and so I did put my music aside um for a number of years and then uh I found that as I ra- you know went up the ladder um in as a producer in television, I could use my own music in a lot of the shows. So I started writing again. I, you know, I started putting my own songs in shows, and um, and then when we sold according to Jim in 2001, I sort of decided, okay, well, when we sell into syndication, I'm going to go back to being a songwriter and leave television, which is exactly what I did. Wow. Yeah, but no, I wasn't. I was really having fun at the Groundlings and really having fun at uh, writing for television. I mean, truly, I feel like I've been blessed with three or four careers. Oh yeah, uh, L.A. Girl makes uh, makes good in uh, Boston Bar. It sounds like. (laughs) 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 Yes. Uh, Well, we're glad that you did make good because now, after all, I think all that experience has given you the skill to not only make us laugh with your music, but also kind of make us glow. And here's what I mean by that. This is uh, I Just See You. There's a mirror on the bookcase In the hallway by the stairs She always steals a look when she walks by She can't believe the lines around her eyes Her husband's in the den, but he can hear her He comes out and steps between her and the mirror Now, even even without the, the the really moving video that that you produced for that song, I can see those images in my mind, and you you enabled me to to see them in my own life. Now, wow. I know that's a I know that's a song for a certain stage in life, um, but I think you've captured something universal there. Uh, did uh, thank you. You know, the first audience that I had for it was a woman who was about thirty, and she started crying, and I thought. And she was married, you know, uh, had been married for 10, you know, not 10 years, but like five years or something. And I think it was effective for her because, you know, looks just don't, they don't last. No. <laughs> and so if you married somebody for their looks and that's all that's going on, it may not, it may not sustain itself. Well, yours have. So, you know, some of, some of us are lucky. Uh, uh-huh. We're talking to, to Tracy Newman about her songs, her shows, and her career in television and music. You can talk with her, too. You can call in at 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We have some emails here. And first of all, let me say to all of you who have e- that have mailed in, we were at the e-spot last night. Last night, not the G spot. The G spot is someplace <laughs> else. Okay, it actually. Did you say it's upstairs at Vitello's? Uh, yeah. Right. No, actually, the G spot is on Hollywood. The one I think they're talking about is the one on Hollywood Boulevard. But uh, all right, <laughs> moving on to the other emails now. I told you we have fun on this show, and our audience pays attention. Um, ben in San Diego uh, says, <laughs> "Wine goes better with weed than martinis." Oh yeah, probably true. Probably true. But I, you know, I had never had martinis, and this guy introduced me to martinis, and I fell in love for a year. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Valerie in Phoenix, uh, <laughs> you're getting a lot of advice here on weed. Weed is now a medicine. Maybe you should try it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I have nothing against it, and I probably would have continued smoking it, but. It started to make me, you know how people complain about being paranoid? 
I don't know what happened. I just started getting that feeling, and I started to, I just stopped liking it. And I imagine there are now with so many different grades of weed and how they've detailed it now, I probably could find one that won't make me paranoid. But, um, you know, I'm sort of feeling okay without without anything now, though. We've got several emails here that, that say essentially brownies with the exclamation points after them. Yummy. Um, yeah. Uh, Ronette in L.A. says, um, uh, your show was great. Where can I see you? Which is a great way for you to tell us about your show tonight and tomorrow night. Um, actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm at a very small show tonight at a place called Muse on 8th. I'm not sure if the word Muse came across there, M-U-S-E on mm-hmm. 8th. And it's it's near, um, if you know the Los Angeles area, it's very close to Wilshire and La Brea. Um, and uh, I think... I think we're on around nine o'clock. I'm not. I'd have to go find the the flyer and, and take a look. But anyway, um, my one of my singers uh, plays there a lot, and so uh, she she helped set this thing up. And uh, I thought it would be fun to do that. And this time it's just my trio. It's not um, my full band. It's just the singers and me. Okay. And, right. That's, um, that's, that's the new. That's the most recent yeah. thing. I mean, the soon. And you have one tomorrow night too, don't you? Just, uh, no, tonight, just tonight. Tomorrow night, I'm free. No, I'm actually going to a show tomorrow night. But I, but I have one on on March 26th that I can think of right off the bat. That's at Kulak's Woodshed in North Hollywood. Right, right. Uh, so, so um, Ronette, uh, if, and, and it says you're from Los Angeles. You can see her tonight at, at Muse on Eighth, and that's actually at 759 South La Brea in Los Angeles, near Wilshire. And then uh, later on, uh, why, don't, why don't you check her website because there's gigs on her website. You can find out all the places she's going to be. Yeah, I'm actually but, going. I'm going out of town on uh, t- uh, Tuesday to Seattle for a week or so. So I sort of cut back on my gigs right now just because I'm dealing with my daughter has a show that she's putting on called Charlotte Shorts. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but we did it at oh, the sure. Groundlings. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah. it's going to be in the Hollywood Fringe Festival, so we have to start planning. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see you in the Hollywood Fringe Festival, too, because we always go. Uh, Mateo, oh, you do? That's fantastic. Yes, we do. Of course. But Mateo in, in New York City says, um, uh, do you still act, or are your singing performances your acting now? I'd say that, that that's a smart question, um, and, uh, yeah, it's the only performing I do. I, I really I actually stopped acting kind of when I quit the Groundlings, which was kind of the late 80s. I, uh, that's a long time ago. But And then when I started writing for television, I didn't do any acting. Okay, all right. Uh, well, one of the themes uh, in your music is, at least, at least to me, is uh, the fact that you can recognize and you can accept people's foibles. And, and your songs paint a picture of, of a satisfied life because you don't try to hide the pimples and the warts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is a great, uh, a great example of that. This is nothing better Without than this. You, enjoying the fact that I don't need to help you find your keys or a shoe. No one calling out my name, just to hear it. Not a sound, but a bird in a tree. Just watching the vines climbing the walls, just. Have you always? I see you're you're laughing at your own song there. I'm laughing uh, because you, I had so much fun playing that last night. Oh yeah, in the show. <laughs> um, have you always had that ability? You know, kind of a talent for a twinkle-eyed observation on reality, or did you get that from the Groundlings? No, I probably always had that. I, you know, um, my fa- you know Lorraine, my sister is Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I grew up. Uh, kind of being her second mother, you know, with my mother was there, but I was, you know, always ending up taking care of the twins, 
which was Lorraine, and her, she has a twin brother whose name is Dutch. His name, real name's Paul, but he calls himself Dutch now, Dutch Newman. And, uh, you know, they, they were so funny that I think it just the three of us were just funny. We, and my, my dad was very, my stepfather was very funny. And I don't know, I, I think it was just a thing that was in my family, you know. Well, it, 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 it's certainly enjoyable to, to the rest of us, all right? Now, you have three albums out that I know of, A Place in the Sun, I Just See You, and your new album, I Can Swing Forever. And For all children, of them are. Yeah. Yeah, for children, and with a comic book, uh, with a co- coloring book, rather. Uh, uh-huh. They're all available on Amazon.com, CD Baby, and on iTunes, and also at your website. Is that right? That's right. Uh, if you want the coloring book, though, you have to get it at CD Baby or on my website. The Amazon and iTunes, you can't. they don't deal with stuff like that. Well, I mean, Amazon would, but, but I didn't set it up yeah. there. All right. Well, the album I Can Swing Forever, which has won a ton of awards for children's music, I think is another example of your talent for looking at life through a smile or a laugh or a giggle. Now, you produce this with your daughter, and it's big. It's it's 18 songs, and like you pointed out, it's a 40-page coloring book. Is this all new, or did you reach back into the songs you sang to oh, your the daughter songs when she are, was young? You know, those songs are things I used to sing to my daughter when she was right. little. She's 33 now. So, you know, I, I, when I started thinking about this CD, I didn't even have to look for the songs. I really, I just knew them. And, I, and then I had also written a bunch of them. So uh, this next one, I'm doing a second CD for children, is uh, a little more like I'm writing a lot more of them because I've, I sort of depleted my memories <laughs> with the first one. This the first one, is, I think I'm just very proud. I'm proud of all my CDs, but this one... Uh, has kind of a special place in my heart to have worked with my daughter on something. It's just, I mean, I wish everybody would have that opportunity to work with their kids on something. It's just a great feeling. Well, I I have, and you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, I just got my copy last night, so we don't have any of the songs loaded up into the jukebox here. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. There's so much fun. That, well, you know, there's more opportunities. Just this, this yeah. is not a zero-sum game, right? It's, just, <laughs> We're both you know, be it's, such, a, it's such a great, as I said last night, it's a great gift um, for uh, little kids, and for it's a great Mother's Day gift for a mom who wants to occupy their kids, and also it's really a helpful tool for getting your kid to fall asleep because what that's what I did with the CD. I started with playtime stuff, and then it kind of slowly drifts into bedtime. And the kids don't even know what hit them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, on, with, with that, um, um, we have time for one more song. And uh, this is kind of an appropriate song for the end of an interview. This is uh, Before I Die. Before they die, <laughs> they want to run with the bull. Some want to ride the eye of a hurricane. Some want to live like there's no tomorrow Then they're strapping on a chute and jumping out of a plane Well, I'm not looking to push my luck or tempt my fate To get there early just to stand in line at those pearly gates And besides having a few more vodka tonics My bucket list only has one small item upon it Before I die Just want to get one straight answer from you Oh, boy. I, I don't know who the subject of uh, that song is, but I suspect if I ask the subject, if he's the subject, the answer would be, I'll get back to you on that. No, no, uh, it's the same person as Fire Up the Weed. Oh. <laughs> no, that's well, a, no, he's a great muse. I've written a lot of songs about him. Uh, I've had uh, a, a number of uh, female guests on the show who said that uh, it's a good thing they've, they've had relationships in the past that they, that they broke up with because it gave them half of their catalog. Yeah, I don't know what I would have written about if I if I did, hadn't gone out with that guy. Well, <laughs> I, I, 
I hope that all the people who see themselves in your songs, and I'm sure that there are a few, maybe even a few who were in the audience last night, um, have as good a sense of humor as you do. Well, you know, you just take it a day at a time, as they say. <laughs> just keep going forward. I mean, you know, there's the alternative is gruesome. <laughs> well, that's a... Uh, I'm not sure about that. We've got a couple of emails. We're almost out of time here. We've got a couple of emails, which I did want to, to pass on. This uh, um, Bunsen in Dallas uh, wants to know quickly now, uh, what prompted you to do a children's album? Really just that I had all those songs in my mind, and I and Charlotte is such a good artist, and I knew he, that she could do do a coloring book, draw a coloring book. Okay. And Rodriguez in Dallas is urging you to come to South by Southwest. Oh, I'd love to go to South by South. I can't take my band, though. It's too expensive. So if I did, I'd come alone, which, I, you know, I could do. Yeah, you could Think do. Okay. You know, watch out for all the, you know, there's there's party rooms, which oh, are yeah? full of marijuana smoke, right? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll feel right <laughs> okay. at home, probably. There we are. Uh, well, unfortunately, we, we must be having fun because time has flown and we are now out of it. Um, I want to thank them in more ways than one. I want to thank you so much for giving us some of your time today. Uh, and thank, and I, I want to thank you. Yeah. I, um, you just do that. You you it infuse the whole moment with uh, laughter. Uh, and I want to thank you for the wonderful time you you gave us all at the E-Spot last night. Well, thank you. Thank you for being such a great audience. Tracy Newman, her most recent album is uh, I Can Swing Forever, and you should get all three of her albums. They're on Amazon.com, CD Baby, and iTunes. Um, and uh, the best way, actually, is at her website, www.tracynewman.com. If you're in Southern California, she's playing tonight at the Muse on 8th Street, uh, which is actually on La Brea in Los Angeles. Next month, she'll be in North Hollywood at... Uh, uh, Kulka's um, Woodshed, uh, Kulak's Woodshed, and then she's going down to Camarillo at the famous Camarillo Cafe, which is the only music venue I know of that is actually part of a park and recreations department, which I guess seems kind of fitting. We've got to take a break now, and when we return, uh, Patrick Ferris of the Americans will be with us. Don't go away. We've got more fun and more stories coming right up. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Well, we're back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, and, of course, we would love to hear from you. You can uh, phone us at uh, 347-215-7511, or you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, before we meet our next guest, um, i got to give you the good word from our sponsor, Solar City. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because, you know, it's Got all those upfront costs. It's expensive. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and they'll install a solar system on your home for free. You only pay for the power you use, you know, just like you do from the utility company, except you use less of it because the sun's making it for you. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. Now, how do you get solar power from Solar City? Well, I'm going to give you a phone number. Uh, you knew I was going to do that, so you've got your pen and pencil ready. The phone number is 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. Tell them I sent you, and you will get a discount. The band 
uh, the Americans recently released a song called The Right Stuff. And it is the right stuff. In fact, everything the Americans do is the right stuff. Whether it's raw, scratchy throat rock and roll or deep plunging ballads or street curb Americana, the four guys who make up the Americans have a groove that is addictive. You can put them on the top of your playlist, hit repeat, and not notice that hours have gone by and you're still digging every note and every word. So it's no wonder they have backed up Nick Cave and Tim Robbins. They've appeared on the uh, PBS music documentary American Epic. They played on movie soundtracks. It's also no wonder that their live shows are a must-have ticket, and then that's in the hyper-competitive music scene here in L.A. In fact, they're going to be playing two events this weekend. Well, before that's before they head off to San Francisco and then on to Texas, after which they're going to circle back and be part of the fun at the Topanga Banjo and Fiddle Festival in L.A. But right now, the band's leader, Patrick Ferris, is here. So, Patrick, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were all deserved, you know. <laughs> I appreciate um, it. Uh, I want to I want to talk to you about your role in the upcoming PBS series uh, American Epic, um, which is about roots music, the roots of our nation's music. But first, I want to give our listeners some some background on the band, the Americans. When was the band formed, and how did it come together? Uh, we we formed back in uh, 2010, and uh, we it was a couple of us who had just been playing music together uh, for quite a bit. And what had kind of drawn us together was uh, a, a fascination and sort of a you know ongoing discovery of this whole world of music that most people, some people, never even get a chance to hear properly, which is uh, basically what you'd call pre-war music, music that was recorded uh, in the 1920s and 30s. Um, so we're talking about rural music, you know, country blues, mm-hmm. fiddle tunes, mm-hmm. uh, string band music, that sort of thing. You've got two albums out now, uh, the home recordings and, and an EP called The Americans. Plus, you're on the, the Howell Wolner collection, Son of a Rogue's Gallery. And also, you're on an EP of songs that you recorded for the soundtrack of the film Texas Killing Fields. That yes. tells me an interesting story. Most bands release three or four albums or EPs, and then they get tapped for a film or a TV soundtrack. How is it that you went relatively quickly to film and TV work, or was it really that quick? Well, just luck, I guess. Uh, we actually they, they they all tie together in a kind of interesting way. We we had uh, we've been working for this for the for Texas Killing Fields for that movie. We uh, the the director was interested in uh, children's songs and old poems, and uh, she was interested in what you know what kind of music we could set to it. So we did that, and one of the ones that uh, we didn't end up using in that film. Uh, became Sweet and Low, the song that uh, we went ahead and recorded for uh, Son of Rogues, uh, because it just sort of it happened to have a nautical theme, which was the, <laughs> the theme of the album. Well, we're going to play uh, Sweet and Low a little later, but right now I, I, I want to start with, um, I want to give our listeners a sample of what you can do kind of at one end of the music spectrum. Uh, this is um, Isabella. I believe in 2013, and and I I could listen to that um, that all day. In fact, I did listen to it all day yesterday. Well, um, you, you almost do just by listening to it once. It's a it's like a what an eight minute song, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, which is why we didn't play the whole thing. Uh, who 
who is Isabella and how did she end up being celebrated in songs in your basement? <laughs> oh, let me see that. I guess for that, that was kind of unusual to record it that way. And in fact, we, the, the home recordings was something we, we had never originally intended to release. We were just setting up recording equipment and trying some things out, but we kind of, we enjoyed the way that it was sounding kind of with a lo-fi, uh, uh, kind of set up. We didn't use a lot of microphones. And so we ended up recording the whole uh, EP that way. Um, but uh, that song we didn't get a chance to do. So I, I ended up just recording it alone with a guitar. Um, that, it was uh, back then I was naming a lot of our songs after, uh, after just names. I would, you know, these, these kind of stories would, would unfold. And then I would, they names seemed appropriate for them. And I would just name whatever the story was after the person in it. Uh, I think it was something in a history class where I, I, I'd been, uh, someone was explaining that uh, back in the old, you know, the days of the old West, the only women you might find in certain towns, because uh, they were so uh, predominantly male, these these working towns, uh, these pioneer towns, the only women you might find, uh, aside from people, you know, bringing their wives out, would be, um, uh, you know, actresses in traveling troops or prostitutes. And I thought about, well, I just sort of had this storyline in my head and I wrote this song uh, about, you know, one such person. Wow. Well, it's, it's, it's quite a song. It's, um, and, and like I said, it, it's, it's kind of at one end of your music spectrum, your range, if you want to use that. The, the next song represents uh, the other end of your range. Um, and this is Take Me At My Word. What I mean when when I uh, I said uh, scratchy throat rock, uh, which is then that this is also from uh, the album the home recordings, um, was home re- recordings the first time you actually recorded, or have you recorded other times and you've been playing that song live before you decide to lay lay tracks down? Oh, you mean or have we been playing these songs beforehand, or we go in? Uh, yeah, it's usually it kind of a combination actually, of those things. Okay, so home recordings wasn't uh, your first recording session. No, the EP is the first time. Uh, actually, uh, the first this is this record that's coming out this year is the first time we've ever gone into a proper studio and really done it. It's also our first full length album. So um, everything until that point, home recordings and the EP that we released, we recorded uh, on our own, you know, with our own equipment. Um, the EP we recorded in a barn up in. Uh, uh, rural Northern California, and the uh, home recordings, as you say, was in a basement. So it's the first time we actually treated ourselves to a proper studio <laughs> this year. Um, right. Yeah, which I mean, you can hear, you know, when you hear those those, those old uh, old releases, you can you can kind of tell. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a little bit of openness in the the sound around it. We call it the the room effect in the recording industry. That's right. Uh, uh, both of those songs now spring from Americana Roots, which is why they they can come from the same band, I think. But that brings me to the PBS documentary, American Epic. And I don't want to put you on the spot, so I'm going to briefly explain to my listeners uh, that the American Epic is a BBC-produced four-part series on the roots of American music, and it follows a reconstructed 1920s-era field wax recording machine across the country as it records the earliest music of America. It's executive produced by Timo Burnett, Robert Redford, and Jack White, and it's now playing in film festivals. It's going to be released, I think, at the end of the month. Is that about right? Oh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have to ask somebody on <laughs> That's I why I didn't want to put you in the spot. more likely than at the summer, you might guess. Right. Okay, all right. Um, what was your role in the series? 
We uh, we were approached for the series because of our interest, not just our interest in old music, but the fact that we started out playing that kind of music. So it wasn't just, uh, you know, I've said before, like uh, it's hard to find a band that isn't influenced by old music because I mean that's just that's just the lifeblood of so many, especially rock and roll bands. But mm-hmm. uh, but we came at it from the perspective of actually you know, having played it for years. So we all you know banjo and fiddle and slide guitar, just that you know real old. Uh, American music was kind of we, we were playing that before we ever were playing our own music uh, for a long time, and uh, I, I, from what I understand, they were looking for a band that was because uh, they they hadn't this was early on and they were just trying to figure out what this would become, and so they were looking for a band that could play old time music but was also a contemporary band. Uh, so we went in and did a you know a test recording on that amazing machine that hadn't been uh, hadn't been used since the 1930s. I was going to ask you. So you actually recorded on a in a wax machine? It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's the uh, sc- uh, Scully lathe and um, Western Electric amplifier with a period condenser mic. Um, well, not not only had had that never been used, uh, n- nothing like it had been used since that time period. No one had ever managed to uh, actually uh, resurrect one of these things. Did did you record into a regular microphone or was there? kind of a big comb that you sang into uh no it's a microphone but it's a microphone from from the same era same you know part oh. of the whole setup so oh. yeah it's a powered electrical <laughs> microphone if you if you look at the advert i'm actually looking at one now i've got got ads for these uh old records hanging on my wall here but uh you can see on the old ads they'll have these kind of uh like uh beautifully detailed titles and they'll say things like super electrical recordings because they just invented that technology oh. <laughs> you know, in that year. So, <laughs> well, you know, as a, as a person, microphones, microphones always turn me on. So I'll have to go take a look at that. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, now, now, where were you? Did you travel with a crew or were you always in a studio when you did this? Um, we were we were in a studio uh, here in Los Angeles and uh, we we started out by recording a song, uh, you know, an old song that we like. And then we wound up just playing behind. Uh, a number of different artists who were coming through to record their material or to, or to record uh, their version of a traditional song. And so we would just, we, we were always around to, you know, lend a hand on mandolin or uh, upright bass or whatever was needed. Jake uh, wound up, our Jake, our bass player, wound up playing Jug uh, um, <laughs> on, a tr- on a track with Nas. So that was pretty exciting. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're talking with Patrick Ferris of The Americans about his role in the series The American Epic, his band's music, and his live appearances. And you can talk to him, too. You can call us, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. And many of you are emailing, but you, but for those who haven't, it's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let me, uh, let me turn to the emails, Patrick. Um, all right. Well, first of all... Uh, Mustang in San Francisco writes new record this year, question mark, question mark. Tell us more. Uh, well, we, we've, we've got it all done. We, uh, we've been writing it for quite a while, uh, recording it, mixing it, mastering it. It was all a big process, but it's all done. We got the finished record. Uh, it's, uh, uh, the name of the album is I'll be yours. Um, and Excellent. it's, uh, it'll be, it'll be coming out, um, sometime in the spring. Okay, well, let us know, and we'll have you back on, and we can play cuts from it and tell people about it. Uh, Nona, Nona in Los Angeles wants to know, do your band members play in other bands? I seem to recognize their names. Well, they have, and, and some still do. I mean, you know, they're 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 really good musicians, so they <laughs> people tend to want them in other bands. Uh, our drummer Tim, uh, he, he's in a uh, this great band called Fell Runner. Um, so maybe that's what she's referring to. They, they play a lot of shows. Mm. And, and he's also a, a drum instructor because he knows my drum instructor. He is. Yeah, that's right. He, he teaches drums sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Mystic in New York City says, um, you really need to come out here. We love this kind of music. You could probably support yourself for a year in New York. I don't know about that. Oh, man, you, you, just, you just missed us. Uh, we were... Uh... We were out there uh, what a month ago maybe, but uh, we got caught in your blizzard, so we 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 canceled three shows, but we did have one. We oh, okay. One <laughs> <laughs> but, but the worst uh, blizzard in history, I think. Well, well, that gives you material uh, for a song. Well, actually, we just spent the day playing in the snow. I'm not sure how. Maybe, maybe uh, 
Maybe for one of those children's songs from your last guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let, let's let's uh, shift here to to another album. Uh, we mentioned the song "Sweet and Low," so uh, let's listen to it. Uh, this is from uh, Rogue's Gallery, "Sweet and Low." That is so beautiful that, that I could just listen to that all day. Now, I understand that the album that was on was, was executive produced by Johnny Depp, and it has songs by Iggy Pop and Tom Waits and Nick Cave and Dr. John and Keith Richards. Uh, tell me, were, were all of you locked in the studio together for three weeks to record this album? Oh, I wish that was the case. I wish that was the case. <laughs> Somehow I didn't uh, think so. <laughs> Hal Wilner, the, uh, the 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 guy who uh, produced the record, uh, he's he's just a, a genius producer, and it was I mean it was just a real honor to work with him. And in fact, his, the the prequel to this record, the first one, which was just called Rogue's Gallery, uh, is still one of my favorite albums. I mean, I just I strange to have one of your favorite albums of all time be a bunch of sea shanties, but done by like you know every artist under the under the sun. But it's I listen to it all the time, and so to be on the second one was. Uh, Still, sometimes when I like remember that we were on that record, it's uh, I, I just go, oh wow, I didn't, you know, can't even believe that. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of you, know, you, you could you could tell people you were locked in a studio with with Iggy Pop and uh, Keith Richards for we we three did weeks. have we we did have the help of a, of a lot of great musicians on that track because there 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 were a lot of guys around you know uh, yeah. working on that record. Yeah, it was, uh, it was there was nothing nothing bad about that whole experience. Well, we have a number of people who want to know just how you got involved in that project. Uh, well, yeah, I, that's, I was saying a little bit about that. We we had this one song left over, and so what we did is, you know, just be, you know, being the way we are, we we went and first thing we did is listen to a bunch of old sea shanties and tried to think about what songs we learned. We learned some kind of like rowdy, you know, kind of you know bar songs, and we learned some ballads, and we we just were, you know, we 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 worked them out, we arranged them, and then we auditioned them. Uh, and the one that uh, the one that stuck was this song that uh, came from this old poem that uh, the the director of that uh, Texas Killing Field, uh, Amy Mann. Yeah. She'd uh, she'd sent it to me and just asked me to put it to music. So we had that okay. already, and uh, so we yeah we auditioned that one, and uh, it, it stuck. And there it is. Well, you just mentioned uh, Texas Kelly Fields. You actually wrote and recorded, I think, three songs for that: uh, "Tow Truck," "Kiss Your Eyes," and "When uh, the Blaze Is Blue." Um, we don't have them to play here, but I'm, I'm interested. Did you know the, uh, the the producer or the director of the film beforehand, or did they just sort of find, find you? Um, the uh, I'm trying to think. The the an executive producer on that film I had done some uh, soundtrack work for before. Uh, not not with our own music, but I just I'd help pick out some old songs for uh, for one of his films, and then uh, so I, I think that's where. That's okay. you know, where it came to be. Yeah. Oh, we have a, a yeah. more emails here I wanted to get to. Uh, Rachel D in Los Angeles wants to know: Do you write all of your songs originally, or do you go back in time and pull songs from earlier days? And I think by earlier days she means the 20s and the 30s. Yeah, well, that's a confusing thing because I, I are confusing for some, I guess, because we we do play a lot of old music, but when we're when we're playing electric guitar and drums and all that and we're playing our original music it's always all original it's all songs that we've written uh but we've we we spent a long time before we even had any songs of our own playing pretty much nothing but uh, old songs from the 20s and 30s and for a while some uh some 50s rockabilly we try to find the most uh kind of like rare un underrepresented rockabilly recordings from the 50s and we would learn them and uh finally um Laddie in um, in New York uh, wants to know 
if you are working, well, you are actually you answered this. You are working on a on a new album, aren't you? And that and that's going well, to be out. I'm I'm relieved to say we're done working on a new album, so yeah. it'll be out pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she has our, a our, yeah, like I say, it's our it's our first uh, first full length, and uh, it's for the first time we went into a real studio and did the whole thing. So um, um, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic about the results. Laddie has a second question, and and the question is, do you watch the scenes from a movie while you write the music for that scene? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right. a, that's that's, uh, that's a significant part of the challenge, actually. I'll bet. Okay. The well, music to the to the cues. Yeah. We're uh, we're getting close on time here, and I do want to play a little bit of uh, this song. So uh, why don't we listen to a little bit of the right stuff? I, I love the guitar work on that. That's uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, it, and that, is that song available yet? No, or? unfortunately. No, not. so we we just got a sneak peek of one of your songs, right? Yes, you sure did. Oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> everybody who's uh, listening to us on a podcast, you just you, you hold on to that song. It's it's a sneak peek. Uh, well, we are out. Of time, so very quickly, uh, tell people where they can get your music and where they can see you live. Well, just uh, just keep your eye on uh, theamericansmusic.com, or uh, you know, you like Facebook or Instagram. It's always uh, at uh, uh, the Americans Music, um, and we'll just uh, you know we'll let you know. We don't have a release date yet, but it's coming real soon. And uh, yeah, we'd we'd love it for you to, if you check it out. Okay, all right. Well, uh, in, anybody can go to your your uh, your Facebook and they can get a copy of your existing albums. Uh, I don't think the the uh, the Killing Field, the Texas Killing Fields, is available anywhere. We weren't able to find it. Maybe you know something we don't know. Uh, I think I saw it on Amazon last I checked, but yeah, I couldn't couldn't say. Okay. It, it did come uh, out a while back. Yeah. Okay, and you're playing tonight and in, in, at uh, Alex's Bar in Long Beach. And yeah, that's next right. Week, we're, we're joining a bunch of great bands there. Yeah, don't forget. Um, Next week you're going to be at at one of my favorite places in Los Angeles, Los Globos, uh, run by my good friend uh, Luis uh, Polanco. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun there. Um, and then you're playing um, uh, at eight eighteen North Spring. You're going to be there with Laura Jean Anderson for her CD release party, aren't you? Yeah. Or didn't you talk to her recently? I thought maybe yeah. last week, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Oh man, she, yeah. yeah, she's the best singer there is. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm, we're really excited to be doing that. She's releasing her new uh, her new EP, so yeah, yeah, that'll be great. And then we're gonna be at uh, we're gonna be up in San Francisco the next day. We're driving up there. And we're playing at uh, Neck of the Woods, which is that that great sure. venue. It used to be the Rocket Room. Yeah. No, I I know it. Okay. So you're you're really busy. Well, we're really busy too, which means we're out of time. So, uh, Patrick, <laughs> thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today. It was lots of fun. Oh, likewise, and thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Patrick Ferris, the band is the Americans, and like again, if you're in Southern California, you can see them tonight at Long Beach at Alex's Bar, or next week at uh, the Great uh, Los Globos, um, or you can see them up in San Francisco too at Neck of the Woods. Check out their their website to get all of their albums because there's something you really want to put in your your playlist. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician or our band on MusicFridayLiveNationBuilder.com, and you know maybe we'll consider having them on the air. Our producer is uh, Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday or on iTunes. We will, we're on iTunes. Our shows go up on iTunes within maybe 15 or 20 minutes of the end of the broadcast. Be here next Friday. Next Friday, our guest is going to be My Brothers and I. Plus, we've got a surprise guest coming up. So follow our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. 
Meantime, good night, everybody. Have a great uh, musical weekend. And here's some more of the right stuff. Mm-hmm.